0: Hey there, folks. Welcome to Griff Talks Football. It's it's uh, it's certainly been uh, a minute, as the kids would say, uh, even though uh, that's not accurate whatsoever. I've been gone for, for almost a month and a half now. Uh, life has been kind of busy. But, hey, I'm back this week with an episode. We're getting closer and closer to not only the football season, but also the preseason. But, you know, I honestly, as a fan... You know, I'm appreciative to see other players get an opportunity to compete at the highest level and get an opportunity to be able to earn a roster spot. Um, But other than that, like, I, you know, I want to see, you know, my fantasy players, if I do a fantasy team this year, you know, my fantasy football players go off. I just want to see how they're doing. And then I can make like a, a, a correct. Uh, Decision or the best choices to make when I am uh, drafting. You know, uh, is Derrick Henry the same player as he was the last season? Is Aaron Rodgers the same player as he was last season, and so forth? Uh, But you know, I'm I'm excited that football season's getting closer and closer and closer. Uh, Training camp, I believe, for all 32 teams start tomorrow, or for some teams. Uh, But essentially, every team's program will be running, I believe, uh, this upcoming week when it comes to training camp. So we'll get to see uh, or hear a lot more news about specific players, injury-wise, how they're performing in practice, and so forth. And for the upcoming rookies this year, you know, um, I'm more excited to... See how Trevor Lawrence does with that roster surrounded by him. I'm also very excited to see if Trey Lance does get the start. I don't think he's going to get the start anytime soon. But it's also dependent on how healthy uh, dear old Jimmy G, not Jimmy Graham, the Titan from the Bears, talking about Jimmy Garoppolo uh, for the quarterback of the 49ers. But also Mac Jones. There's been a lot of news about Mac Jones competing against Cam Newton for a starting role. Uh, And I think that's only the case because Cam Newton's arm. Otherwise, Cam Newton beats Mac Jones in terms of physical size, in terms of speed, in terms of NFL experience. uh, All those things. Uh, But I am excited to see... And also Justin Fields. I know. I know. I just labeled a bunch of rookie quarterbacks this year, but I am excited regardless about you know this football season. Uh, but speaking of the 49ers, today today's episode is about the NFC West. Um, as of right now, I uh, I will be picking uh, about once a week about which team I think is going to win this division based on the roster, based on some schedule, based on uh, the coaching staff, and so forth. Uh, But I may change my opinions based on injuries, uh, such as Cam Akers. He's got a torn Achilles, uh, so he'll be out for the year. Uh, He's the running back for the Rams. He had had a good year this last year. A lot of people were thinking that he was going to have a phenomenal year. Uh, especially some people who play fantasy football and were wanting to have Cam Akers on the team. And it honestly uh, fucking blows. Uh, For not only any player gets hurt, because we want to have, or at least for me, I want players to be able to have an opportunity to compete and do something that they love. And it's uh, unfortunate to see that occur. Uh, Injuries are part of the game, but you hate to see it on such a promising young player. Um so again I will change my opinion on the team or what I th- which team I think would win based on circumstances like that. Um however, even before this unfortunate circumstance with Cam Akers occurred, I'm leaning with the 49ers on winning the NFC West. And reason's being is that if healthy they're one of the best rosters in the NFL. Not just NFC-wise, but you could say like best roster in the NFC thus far, but of course, the NFL. A lot of people are saying the Chiefs have one of the best rosters. I know Cleveland's been a joke for the past 20 years, uh, or really since the majority of my existence in life uh, on this earth, other than last year. Uh, So I'm, I'm happy that the Browns made the playoffs this year. And I think they'll make the playoffs again this year, but I'll dive into that once we get closer and closer to the season. Once I'm, you know, I'm picking teams winning uh, the division. Uh, But their roster is no joke. Cleveland's roster is no joke. Say what you want about Baker, but that roster again is definitely no joke. It's definitely a roster that is worth being talked about as a Super Bowl roster. And of course you got the 49ers. Um and the reason being is that they have one of the best defensive lines in NFL with Nick Bosa coming back, who is still on his rookie deal. Mind you, his rookie year was in 2019, and he was already being talked about as potentially one of the best defensive players in the NFL, especially winning defense player of the year, um, or at least in that conversation. But I believe Stephon Gilmore won that award defense player of the year in 2019. Um because he shut down Amari Cooper one game. <laughs> That's a, a slight joke at Cowboys fans. But really, Stephon Gilmore had a phenomenal year uh, that season uh, playing defensive back. So, rightfully so, rightfully earned. But again, Nick Bosa is, uh, at a young age, high motor uh, uh, motor in terms of conditioning, conditioning. Um, good quick hands, quick feet, uh, good lateral quickness, horizontal quickness, uh, can definitely be able to uh, win one-on-one blocks easily at the edge. Uh, Interior is something he can still work on if the 49ers decide to line him up at interior, so A or B gaps, whether plus A or B or minus A and B gaps. Uh, But honestly, again, he he is a phenomenal player. And, of course, uh, they have one of the best offensive line units as well, when healthy. Uh, Trent Williams, the left tackle, and all the other guys. uh, I want to say they have Brunswick, at right guard. You know, really, again, high-quality offensive lineman. And then George Kittle. uh, He got a nickname, Stone Cold Kittle, for a reason. And he's one of the best, if not the best, tight end. I know a lot of people's standards of tight ends have have changed over the years. And I think a lot of people, when they see one of the best tight ends, they think route route running. They think being able to catch with the defender close by because they win one-on-one matchups, because they win on double teams where they get bracketed, which normally that isn't the case. You don't see tight ends get bracket coverage because it doesn't mess with the run fits unless the tight end is out wide or near the boundary or sideline and isn't going in motion uh, for a run. It's just staying out there w- running a route. Uh, and we think of Travis Kelsey. We think of Darren Waller. But we don't often think about George Kittle as one of those guys even though in 2018, at one point, he had the record for most receiving yards by a tight end. But I think it's based on the offense that the 49ers run under head coach and offensive play caller Kyle Shanahan. It's a zone-run blocking scheme. And George Kittle is required to run block a lot, and I think that's become an underrated uh, skill uh, that's definitely needed for any offense. You know, having a run-blocking, guy whether it's the receiver or tight end and being able to seal the edges or being able to combo and double team all the way to a sam or mike or will backer depending on the run play is very important and especially george Kittle is honestly one of the most uh uh best pass blocking tight ends in the NFL like this dude can do everything for this team uh anything that's being asked of him and he's just an absolute nightmare to match up against and of course having said earlier the name kyle shanahan again one of the best offensive player callers in the nfl and whether jimmy garoppolo stays healthy all year i imagine they'll win this division if it's trey lance starting in the middle of the year i imagine they'll still win this division because they have every weapon at their disposal to for trey lance to use to get comfortable uh, they have the ability to just run out the uh, run out the clock, run the ball down people's throats, and of course, it helps build off and play action. And Trey Lance is mobile enough to uh, bootleg out to s- help sell the run to then throw out, you know, throw out deep or throw a crossing route, whatever the case may be. But I know I've said a bunch of schematics here and there, but I'm just saying this is definitely one of the best rosters in the NFL with one of the best head coaches and offensive play callers, with an all-star tight end, and depending on the quarterback situation, they're still solid there. I know Trey Lance is a rookie, but I imagine he is definitely going to do well because each quarterback that's played under Kyle Shanahan has had Pro Bowl to MVP-type levels to a Super Bowl-type season. So Kyle Shanahan is a sound coach, they're going, to have, they're going to be a sound, a fundamental football team um, that's definitely going to be in the conversation for a, a Super Bowl season. Now, as for the other teams, why not the other teams? Well, for the Rams' case, even though they have Matthew, Matthew Stafford, he hasn't won a playoff game at all. He hasn't won a division title, and he's going against far better teams than the NFC West. For about 11 or 12 years, he was in the NFC North. And the main threat of the NFC North was the Green Bay Packers. Occasionally, the Bears or Vikings will have like a good year or two, but it was Green Bay that was mainly dominant of the NFC North. And at one point, 2016, the Lions were 9-4 under Matthew Stafford, and they choked. They lost the rest of their games, made the playoffs as a 6th seed, but then lost to the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs. Essentially, just got a four game losing streak. And if we're all saying that Matthew Stafford is all pro quarterback, great arm, great IQ, great pre snap and post sat reads, you know, I would say he's also responsible for the wins and losses of that organization. So, obviously, the Rams were a far better team than the Lions, but time will tell whether Stafford was the better option or if Jared Goff was the better option. Again, if Matthew Stafford does not succeed here with the Rams, I don't think it's going to be Sean McVay's. I don't think Sean McVay is going to lose his job necessarily, but I do think it's going to be hard for teams wanting to have Matthew Stafford if he's not helping, if he's not doing his part or doing his best to elevate the team. And I know it's a team oriented effort uh, for teams to be successful, for as a team. Uh, It's not a one-man show, but anyone at quarterback can have a huge impact on or significant impact on the team, none other than Tom Brady going out to Tampa for one year and winning a Super Bowl. So uh, that's my only thing against the Rams is how is Matthew Stafford going to play against a far better division if he wasn't able to win the NFC North with the main threat being one other team the Green Bay Packers. Now, what about Seattle? They won the division this past year. They went 12-4. and four. Well, with Seattle, I still have questions at their offensive line. Even though they kind of addressed those to the draft and free agency, I still have questions at the offensive line, Right. Are there any other reliable pieces offensively? Not just DK Metcalf, even though he is an absolute beast and a monster. I'm still surprised he got drafted in the second round of 2019. He wasn't drafted in the first round. Like Even the Patriots passed on him, which is very unfortunate. But again, not just DK Metcalf offensively, not just Tyler Lockett, not just Carson, but do they have other reliable offensive weapons? Right, DK Metcalf can draw double teams, and Tyler Lockett can have a good game once in a while, but can the rest of the offensive unit compete well and play well? Russell Wilson is definitely not the problem offensively. I would say it's what else do they have offensively? And defensive-wise, not just Jamal Adams, not just Dunlap. Right, they even though they had. Jamal Adams and Carlos Dunlap defensively for for last year they were still one of the worst defensive units so yeah they went 12-4 a lot of it was based on what Russell Wilson could do with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and a healthy running back in Chris Carson so we'll have to see uh how that plays out in Seattle. I do think Seattle is a playoff team. It's just my biggest question there with the team is the O-line. Because how long can Russell Wilson stay in the pocket without having to scramble in two seconds? It's it's definitely not one of the best offensive line units, but hopefully it's improved. And then last, but definitely not least, the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, really, there's a, a boatload of problems with the team. It's a lack of the running game, not enough supporting cast, defensively, even though they signed J.J. Watt, even though they have Chandler Jones, right? But J.J. Watt is getting to, my bad, is getting to his mid-30s. He's not the same pass rushers he once was. And Chandler Jones, he's a good pass rusher. I believe he led the team in sacks, or at least the NFL in sacks last year. So I don't expect him to have a down year by any means. But the rest of the secondary, other than Buda Baker, is just absolute uh boo-boo, as the kids will say. As the kids will say. But really, it's just not it's not enough to compete against the Rams wide receivers and tight ends. It's not enough to compete against the 49ers receivers and George Kittle. And again, even though I just labeled Seattle's problems offensively, they have to cover DK Metcalf. And Buda Baker is a safety in a corner. How are you going to expect him to go one-on-one with DK Metcalf? How are you going to expect a corner to go one-on-one with an all-world talent at the wide receiver position? And then, even though they've gotten additional free agents and new rookies on the team, can Kyler Murray finally take another level not only of his play, but also be able to take the team to the playoffs. They've improved year by year. Since Kyler Murray has been on the team, could they improve again this year? And that's uh, a question that you know I ask, and I imagine that other people can ask. And of course, the head coach and offensive play caller, Cliff Kingsbury. He has not had a good track record of being a successful head coach at Texas Tech. And if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, imagine the Cardinals letting Cliff Kingsbury go. And it sucks, too, that he's in a division that's so competitive uh, that's arguably one of the best divisions in football that's difficult to win in, not only division-wise, but conference-wise. So it's going to be unfortunate for him to to see him be fired if the team does not make the playoffs this year. So those 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 are that's who I'm picking this year to win the NFC West is the 49ers and I do think Seattle is a good playoff team and the Rams I would say are on the cups of a wild card team as well. So thanks again for listening to this long episode. I feel like y'all deserved another one uh, since I've been out uh, for a while. So again, thank you so much for listening and uh, I'll certainly catch y'all soon. I promise you I'll be back here next week. Uh, life isn't as busy as it was a couple weeks back. So thanks again. Kick ass. Have a good day, y'all, and uh, I'll see y'all next week.